Happy New Year. You ready for 2018? <laughs> yep, another year. All right. Um, I'm excited for this year. You know, I've gotten a year under my belt here. A uh, little bit colder than when we moved here a year ago. Uh, there's more snow. Uh, it, was, it was definitely cold driving back from here, and I could feel my tires slipping, and there were lots of trucks off the road. Um, but praise the Lord, we made it back. I was almost going to change the song, but we're going to do the song again. This is a, we're we're going to have another year of this song. It's such a, you know, it's such a good song. So sing with me. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Father, praise and honor and glory be to you. You are such a great God who has carried us from year to year. Father, inspire us this next year to be transformed and impact lives for the cause of Christ. May we learn our purpose in this community, in this world, and may you be glorified through that purpose. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> there is a story of a bird. It's not really of the bird. It's a story of a son who had some money and his mom. And we'll call the son, let's just call the son J.D., all right? And we'll call the mom Pat Jernick. <laughs> we'll call her Pat Jernick, all right? It's just a made-up story, but we'll call it J.D. and Pat. And the, the story goes that J.D. loved his mom. And J.D. would do anything for his mom and said, my mom loves birds. And I want her to have the most exotic bird out there. And so he, he looked online and he saw this bird that was for sale. And this bird had a 4,000-word vocabulary. It's like, wow, amazing. Somebody spent hours into this bird. Well, this bird also knew several languages. And, wow, what an amazing bird. And it could even sing opera music. And this bird, he looked at the price tag and he's like, whoa. This bird is $50,000. But nothing is so expensive for Pat, my mom. And so he buys this bird and and, and I'm sure it was Amazon primed it to her, two-day shipping. And he didn't receive a call back. So about two weeks later, he calls, Mom, did you receive that bird I sent? And she said, of course I did. And it was delicious. 
So, purpose. I wonder if at times we have misunderstood our purpose. Our purpose as individuals, our purpose as Christians, our purpose as a church. Do we understand what our purpose is? These next few weeks, minus next week, because I will be speaking at a youth conference thing, but we are going to explore purpose within ourselves and corporately. Because ironically, the more I see, even we are not aligned scripturally with what our purpose is. And there is danger in that. So I want to play a game real quick. Is Hubert here? Where's my rover? Roving. I need you here for a second. So we're going to play. I, I want to do it with the kids first. If, if they need help, then we do it bigger kids. So if you know what this is, I want, so kiddos, everybody, let's just do everybody under 18. So I want you to tell me what it is. So this is a game. What's my purpose? I want you to tell me what the name is and then what you believe the purpose is. So the first picture up there, can somebody tell me, you raise your hand, he's going to bring the mic over to you. Can somebody tell me what this is called? Oh my. Can, can anybody, oh you can? Can you know? Can anybody under 30 tell me what this is? All right, take it back. Take it back. You have to tell me what it is called and tell me what it does. Okay, go ahead. A ranch. Yes, all right. And what does it do? It like, um... It like, can you show me? For the screws. Okay. It was, okay. To wrench it up. Wrench it up? I like it. Does it do we accept it? It wrenches it up. Right. It wrenches it up. Okay. Second one. Go ahead. Second picture. I, I did this without labels for a specific reason. What, does anybody, can you tell what that, those are, those? They're bottles, but what are they specific? Bottles of, it's a little bit hard to see up there. Oh, it's, huh? Yeah, it's a little bit weak of a picture. Can anybody tell what that is? All right. It is deodorant. Okay, can you, go, can you explain what it does? Miss? What, is, what is the purpose of deodorant? I really regret answering now. Well, too bad. <laughs> Some people <laughs> use it to mask body odor under their arms. 
Oh, okay. Good. Stop. You guys accept that answer? Yes. Okay. I agree. This one. Now, if there's a kid that knows what this one is, because not too many, I don't see him around as much. Next. Do you know, can you answer? Do you know what it's called? Not a shoehorn. Shoehorn is the thing that you put your shoes on. Can anybody help him out? What is that called? A shoe stretcher. Okay, that is, that is what it does. It is called a shoe tree, which I don't understand. It's a tree. It's a shoe tree. And what does it do again? It stretches so that you don't get that crease in there, um, which that seems like a lot of investment in there just for, to stretch your shoe. All right, what's the last picture? Does anybody know what this is? You do? Jack, you're not using one of these, are you? Okay. Does anybody know what this is? Any young person know what this is? Anybody? Okay, somebody raise your hand if you know what this is. Go over there to Mr. Afif over there. Say what it is and explain what it is. That's a Floby. What it is is a hair cutting device that pastor's wife uses to cut his hair with. Mm-hmm. And it vacuums it at the same time. It's, at the time, it was brilliant. When you would see these, do you guys, do you remember the Floby commercials? You don't, where you'd see people's hair, because it's a vacuum attached to clippers, and it would suck up the hair, and as you're cutting it, you don't have to clean. It's, it's cleaning for you. Brilliant. I am going to bring this back. Each of these are designed with a purpose. They serve a specific purpose, and they are designed for that purpose. Could you imagine if they could talk? Or if your appliances at home could talk? Some of them, well, amen that they don't talk, because they might be giving secrets that we don't need to know. But you think about it. Could you imagine if you have your oven and you have this food that you want to keep cold and you say, I'm going to put this in the oven. Does it serve its designed purpose? No, it'll go, Puh. next door is the refrigerator. They are specifically designed for a purpose. Everything created by mankind, at least, we'll start with that, is designed with a purpose. Your pews are designed with a purpose. Your scarves are designed with a purpose. Your coats are designed with a purpose. Have you thought about this? I mean, I know it's so simple, but everything. This is designed with a purpose, and if it wasn't designed that way, Maybe somebody would say, well, let's not put sleeves there. Let's just not put sleeves. 
Let's see how that sells. Let's have the pastor wear, you know, so no sleeves. No, it was designed with a purpose to cover my arms. Everything. And when it does not serve that purpose, what do we do? So Anna perpetually has a goodwill pile in our house, which I'm thankful for. I'm very thankful for my wife that she has a goodwill pile. She is the opposite of a hoarder. Kids, on the other hand. But whenever something does not serve its purpose within our family again, or anymore, somebody else can use it for that purpose. I'm going to tell you a story that, about something that never served a purpose in our home, and it quickly made it to the Goodwill pile. When we first, uh, I'll say we, even though it was she, was pregnant with Madison, we had this, uh, this uh, what do you call it, baby shower? At the church that we were at, and somebody there thought to repurpose something. So there was a, apparently there was a lady who had lost a bunch of weight, and she was a friend of this lady that was at our baby shower, and the lady had a nightgown. Then since it was so much nice material, the lady that was our friend took the material cut it up, and made lingerie out of this person's material. And it took everything for my wife not to laugh about this. But it obviously, to my wife, was like, this is not going to serve a purpose for me, so we will move it straight into the Goodwill box. And there are things that belong in the goodwill box, and maybe somebody else will find purpose in them. But think about it. Are there things in your home that no longer serve a purpose? That you just have there. They might be in your attic, and you think, well, one day it will serve that purpose. And it doesn't for years and for years and for years. My parents still have old records, which I'm sure they can sell for some money. They have old records that they have not listened to since the 1980s. They haven't listened to them since the 1980s, 35 years ago. But they still keep them. They aren't serving a purpose. This happens with people, too. I want to read a quote from this guy, if you can show. Can anybody recognize this picture? Does anybody know who this man is? He was an actor. Any of you maybe more mature people? His name is George Sanders. And this actor, in the early 70s, at the, he was a well-known Hollywood lead man. At the end of his life, he ends up saying this. He was well-desired for for years, and and, uh, at the end of his life, he said this as he was about to take his life. 
on the note, he says, I committed suicide because I'm bored and I've just lived long enough. It said for the last few years of his life, he had no peace because he said, my life has no purpose. He wasn't being hired anymore. He wasn't doing much. His life was purposeless. Can you imagine if you are, you know, I'm just going to pick a name because he's famous enough and it's local. Michael Jordan, for example. Where you are at the top of your game and every, and your team and the whole association for professional basketball sees your purpose is to win championships for this city and to transform the game. What do you do after retirement? You know, I'm sure he goes through depression at times. Where you are the best basketball player in the league, and all of a sudden, you have no purpose. I feel sad for some mothers because I've seen it happen where there's empty nesters that for, for years they've been taking care of their kids, but their kids have all moved away and they don't know what to do now. They feel they have lost purpose. And to me, that's sad. But what's even more sad is that there are people that have never felt they've had purpose. And that's why they hire people. You know, there's this big, the economy's growing within one field, life coaches. Do you guys know what life coaches are? People are having coaches for life. Now, I had a tennis coach, a football coach, a wrestling coach. I guess my parents were sort of my life coach. But people are hiring people to show them what their purpose is in life. People are looking for purpose. And are we any closer than them to showing them what purpose they should have? Do you know what the word holy is? Holy, right? Be holy as God in heaven is holy. The word holy, chadash, kadosh, in Hebrew, literally means to be designed or separated for a specific purpose. That's what it literally means. That you are, design, you are designed or, or, or separated for a specific purpose. So, for example... Do you believe this book is holy? Believe this book is holy? Would you be offended if I wanted to keep that door open and I was like, well, we don't have a door stop. I'll just shove this under the the door and, you know, just keep it or put it right in that crack where to keep it open just for a little bit. So we would be, a lot of people would be at least cringe, maybe be offended that I would do this. Let me ask you this. 
This, I'm talking about this book right here. What is holier? And this isn't a trick question. This book right here, like this one right here specific, or me? You think? Let me ask you this. Which one, if I accept Jesus Christ, let's, let's, that's the caveat, which one will burn when Jesus, when Jesus gets rid of this earth? The way it is. The book. So which one's holier? Me. God designed me in his image for a specific purpose. I am. You are. Yet we are allowing people to feel that they have no purpose in life. I wouldn't do it with the scriptures but we allow it with people. And people are dying without purpose. And our church also, I hear, you know, if I asked everybody, what's the purpose of the church? If I asked everybody in here, I'm sure we would get a myriad of answers. What is the purpose of the church? That's what we will explore. Because it is important that we know. There are some general things. And, and I want to read the text that first was read. Ephesians 2 verse 10. It says this, For we are God's handiwork. I like what you said, the master. We are God's masterpiece. We are designed by a creator. Just like your pew is designed, just like my water bottle is designed, just like this piano is designed, but we are designed, we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So, part of our purpose is, well, I actually think, our whole purpose is to do what? Good works. That's what it says. Your purpose is to do good works. Your purpose. And here's the thing. We were just talking about this last night at the Navarro's house. Your purpose is not to abstain from bad works. I want you to catch this. We should not be known for what we do not do. People should not know that I am a Seventh-day Adventist because I don't eat pork. They should know because I do good things. If you read, we brought up Matthew 25, the difference between the sheep and the goats. It doesn't say what they don't, you know, what they don't do, the ones that don't do something are actually the goats, remember? He said, I want you to come with me because when I was hungry, you gave me what? Food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. They are known for what they do. That's what I want us to be known for. 
That is a general purpose. That's my own personal one. But even collectively, we, our purpose is to impact lives for good. Do you agree? Now, here's the problem because with evolution. There's many. I'll say a problem with evolution. But if we believe in, I'm talking about macroevolution, where there is no God involved, what is your purpose? Do you, if there is no designer, is there really a designated purpose? Cricket, cricket. No. You don't have it. You have to figure it out on your own. If you, if there is no designer on how you are created and how this world is created, then there's really no purpose. And everything is subjective. And it doesn't really matter. So then what ends up being is you just make yourself happy. Just make yourself happy and it doesn't matter how you treat people. And you can't say that's wrong. If you don't believe in God... I know you can, you can try and say it's wrong, and you say, well, we believe in the human spirit and all this kind of stuff, but you really can't say it's wrong. It's only in the way you were raised. But if there is a designed purpose for you to do good works, to impact lives, then that's different. Let's read Ecclesiastes. Oh, no, no. I, I, I want to go back, sorry, to Romans chapter 8. Verse 28, it says this. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to whose purpose? To his purpose. He wants to do good through you. That is his purpose for you. And then in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, it says this. Now all has been heard. And you know that this was Solomon. It's believed to be Solomon at the end of his life. He said, I've, I've sought everything. I wanted to be the happiest man alive. I had more than everything, more than anybody on the planet. My life was great. He was richer than any of the movie stars out there now, any athlete now. And he says this, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. I thought my purpose was to make me happy. And I acquired so much. You have no clue what I had. And it was all, what's the word it uses? Like in the King James, it, says it, it was all vanity. That word in Hebrew is chebel, and it means it was all vapor. It, it, I tried to grasp it but it just went through my hands. And my life still had no purpose. And when he, re he re writes Ecclesiastes, he's a depressed man. The wealthiest man on the planet was depressed. He said, son, I want you to know this. If you want purpose, it's to fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of mankind. To go just a little bit deeper of what that meant, 
because I do believe that the commandments give purpose. Now, before you think I'm going too legalistic there, I want you to know what I believe that means. If you go to Matthew chapter 22, I didn't put it up here because it's a little bit long of a text. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. And it says this. I'll I'll read from verse 34. It says this. Hearing that Jesus silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees, one of them, an expert of the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, meaning it's equal. Love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love is your purpose. Love is your purpose. Period. If we are serving our purpose collectively as a church or individually as a person, people will know I am a believer. Sometimes we spend so much money and time on certain evangelistic things, and I do believe we need evangelistic mindsets, but we do it without love as the center. If we had love as the center, which is the center of the commandments, right? Love God, love people, we would understand our purpose more. I told the kids I had, a, I had a rough week with, the, with, with some of the school kids a few weeks ago. And I felt bad about it because I, I didn't feel I handled it super well. But the next week that I came into class, I told them this. And I, and I believe this. The reason I do what I do is I don't, it's not that I want you guys to be successful. I could care less, to be honest, with what the world says. I don't care if you end up being doctors, lawyers, you know. It's nice that you aspire to do great things. But there's only reason, one reason I do what I do. It's so that I can meet you when Jesus comes again. Because I love you. And if my purpose is ever different from that, then I'm in the wrong occupation. I'm in the wrong ministry. May your purpose, may you know your purpose, that your purpose is to love the people that God has put in your circle of life. And may people be drawn to the kingdom of grace through that.
With Aaron's blessing, we say, Yevareka Adonai Vayishmareka, Yaer Adonai Panav Alecha Vichuneka, Yisa Adonai Panav Alecha Vayasem Lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. Father, may we know the purpose that you have given us. And may we run with it till we have no more breath. And may you be glorified and may the byproduct be that people are drawn to the feet of Jesus. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Happy Sabbath.